1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos. And today I want to dedicate this podcast to Rebecca, who emailed me about getting a new kitten. And uh, Dewey's not with me today, so you're stuck with just me rambling on. <laughs> but I thought this was a great email that Rebecca sent in. She says, I'm a huge fan of your podcast. You have the most fun, informative, and interesting episodes I have ever listened to. Well, Thank you, Rebecca. That's a, that's a lot to live up to. I, I don't know that we, um, we're all that, but uh, if you like cats, you're certainly in the right spot. She goes on to say, I've been wanting a kitten for myself ever since my boyfriend's family cat passed away of old age. I lived with him for more than a year. And looked after him and loved him. I miss him dearly. He was a 19-year-old orange cat. You would have loved him. His name was Ham. That's a great name. And she sent a picture of Ham. And he is gorgeous. She knows I love orange, the Orange Boys. So, She says, I've been wanting a kitten ever since he's gone. The problem is that I'm only 22 years old and still figuring out my future. My studies, family, and boyfriend may all be in different cities in the future, and I might have to travel a lot. I know everything about feeding, prey playing, leash training, clicker training, litter boxes, and I think I would be a good cat mom. I've looked for cat-friendly apartments as well if we had to move in the future. My big question is just, is it selfish for me to get a kitten who I will travel a lot with? I'm talking about two to three hour train travels and staying in my place or my boyfriend's place or my family's place every second or third weekend. Is it really not good for him? And will he be upset? I don't want that, but I also really want a kitty. Please help me. Rebecca, you are clearly a very mature 22 year old to even be considering these things and taking such good care of another being other other than yourself and your immediate family. So kudos to you for for even thinking about this. That shows a level of responsibility that I think few 22-year-olds have. So I'd say right there, you're already way ahead of of most everybody else your age. But you're right. Your life really is going to be changing, probably in your near future. You know, you think about it, your your boyfriend's cat lived to to be 19. That's not uncommon these days, that cats live to, to 20. So you'll be 42 by the time that cat passes. Now think about that. Well, a lot's going to happen in your life between 22 and 42, but sure did in mine. <laughs> and there were a lot of moves, a lot of different boyfriends and husbands even and houses and things like that but I had cats that whole time and they did okay. They did better. The older I got, the more I learned, but they did okay. Other 22 year olds have cats. They do okay. And even people in high school will sometimes get cats and take them to college. And I I have a a friend whose daughter, I, I don't have children. So I actually saw this young lady being born and We joked that she imprinted on me and um, she and I are still very close. And she is now out of college and married and starting a family. And she had a cat in high school and took it with her to college. And I thought, oh, this is a disaster. This cat's going to be living in a dorm room with other kids. And how is that a life for a cat? And I'm telling you what, and then she got kittens and I was like, oh no, this poor cat. And this cat's been fine it have been absolutely fine. So I think as long as, you know, the, the short answer is, as long as you are truly dedicated to providing for this being for its entire life, as dedicated as you will be when you have children, think of it as your first child, then, yeah, I think that a cat is a good thing for you to have. Clearly, you have a lot of love to give. a passion for the species and i think it'd be a waste for you not to have a cat so let's talk about a few things to consider though first of all the right kitten and by that i mean you know when i adopted pico um a, a rescue dallas cat lady rescue out of out of dallas um, sent me a picture of him and said, "Don't know if you're still looking, but we've got this kitten in that looks just like your old cat Tabasco." And and so I said, "Well, let me know, you know, where did he come from and what is his early life history, because cats have a very narrow window of socialization from three to seven weeks. So what happened in Pico's life at that age was very important. This was during COVID, so." if he had been alone with a you know one person living in a small space no other cats no other kittens that that could cause a very sheltered kind of jumpy you know trigger induced type of cat when it grows up so for me it was very important to know so they put me in touch with the foster and i talked to the foster and the foster said oh our house is very chaotic we foster a lot of kittens a lot of cats we have dogs and goats and horses and she said i keep the kittens in a in a crate like a a playpen in the middle of the living room until they get big enough and they break out and then they're you know pretty much free roaming with the rest of everybody else and the dogs interact with them and the cats interact with them and well yeah we have small kids and they get handled a lot and so on and so forth and so I thought oh that's perfect because there won't be much that will rattle him when he gets older and that's been true he's adventurous he's confident you know that's not to say there there aren't things that scare him but you know, vacuum cleaners don't scare him. Clearly they vacuumed around him, you know, things like that. He doesn't mind riding in a car. He doesn't mind, you know, going places with us. He loves to go around town and run errands with us, the little local errands. Sometimes he gets a little, a little car sick on long trips, but he's he's a well-conditioned cat. So if you're going to get a kitten. Be sure to talk to whoever fostered it because, you know, we don't really get cats until they're old enough to be spayed and neutered, which at the very earliest is usually eight weeks old. So that window of socialization has already closed. So the cat is more likely to have been with a foster so talk to the rescue that you're adopting them from and find out, you know, if a cat comes from the streets and it is offspring of many generations of feral cats, you know, that plays a factor into it being frightened. And and the last thing you want is to get a cat that is going to be scared of all these Adventures and life and changes, because let's face it, you're 22. So, as you pointed out, your future, certainly your immediate future, is full of a lot of change. And change is hard on cats. Very, very hard. It's very stressful. It it can be a trigger for all kinds of behavior issues. So, you want a cat that's going to be conditioned to change. So, got to know what happened in that cat's kitten's life in that three to seven week period. And and that will help set the stage for what's coming in that cat's future. And then the next thing you'll have to be mindful of is training the cat to be okay with all these new stimuli that you're going to introduce. So whether you have to ride on a train when you get the kitten or not, you should immediately take it as a kitten on train rides. Make sure that lots of great stuff is going on at the time that you're on the train. That's counter-conditioning, right? The cats probably, cats in general, are going to be frightened on trains because of the noise. It's loud. It's different. There's a lot of new people around, different smells. Cats are stressed anytime we take them out of their their territories is their safe zone. So when we put them on something like a a train, then of course that's going to be fearful. So you just need to counter condition that fear by pairing that experience with really great stuff. Now, you know, if you've, as you've listened to my podcast, you know that that really great stuff that I like is Lick and Lap. That's one of the best treats I've ever found for cats. Comes in a little squeeze up tube, be super simple, got the cat in a carrier on the train, and you got the, the door open a little bit, and you got the tube in there, and you're squeezing out little bits of lick and lap as you're going down the rails, so that cat goes, okay, train rides, this is good, I go on a train ride, I get these super yummy treats, this is awesome, so that's kind of how you have to have to condition them, if you feel like the cat is particularly scared, then you'll want to record train noises, train horns, the ch 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 And all the road noises, you can probably find those online. And you start by playing them super, super low at home. And again, pairing that sound with something fabulous, prey play, treats, all the things that cats like. And then gradually increase the volume of that each session so that the cat's very gradually getting desensitized to that noise that it's going to have to experience. We do the same thing with babies crying and baby noises. we start those out real low way before the baby comes so that the cat is desensitized to that. And, you know, that brings up another thing, you know, you are going to have lots of life changes, moves, perhaps children, new person living with you, things like that. And there are podcasts for all those things, as I'm sure you've already discovered. And if you haven't found them, just shoot me another email and I'll send you specific links. But there are podcasts and webinars. I did a webinar recently on preparing the cat for a new baby. So you'll have, you know, you've clearly dig into resources and care a lot. And I think you'll get this cat through your life changes. Just make sure that, you know, you have the time commitment to do it too. Because if you get a kitten, you know, if your if you're, kittens do better in pairs, but dragging two cats around on a train becomes problematic. This is why we have one cat, because we do the same thing. Not by train, unfortunately, but we travel a lot. And two cats is a lot to travel with as much as we we take him around. So we have one for that reason. Now I foster, so I get to have lots of other cats through and Pico gets to make new friends along the way. And, you know, that way it's kind of like having multiple cats for weeks at a time, but we only have one for that reason. So that kitten period is is very difficult. It's a huge time commitment. We both work from home. So when he first came to us, we're here all the time. We had lots of time to keep him entertained and make sure that he had plenty of mental stimulation and problem solving opportunities and didn't get bored like kittens tend to and you know kept kept stress extremely low because we were here to do that. If you're going to college, you're away from home, you know, eight, 10 hours a day, then, you know, that's something to consider because a a kitten is going to have trouble being left alone that long of a period. Now, if you're still living with a family, then you've got other people to help take up slack and, and entertain the kitten during the day. So think about time commitment and your time away from the home and make sure that 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 works. There is a podcast on leaving your cat alone that gives some really good ideas and, and recommendations of what to do while your cat is alone to keep them entertained. And then let's see, what else did I want to tell you? I think it's about it. I think, you know, to, to wrap this up, like I said, I, I think you know yes you're young yes you're right to question this decision that brings with it a great deal of responsibility but you sound like a responsible person and and yes your focus in life is going to change you know you're you're going to have a marriage probably at some point you're going to want to start a family this cat is going to go through life with you So as long as you maintain that level of commitment and and that passion and intelligence that you clearly have in taking care of this cat, I think it's going to be just fine. The last thing any of us want to see is you get to a point in your life where you're feeling overwhelmed. I'm I'm pregnant, we're moving to a new house, I've got a full-time job, my plate is so full of things, I'm overwhelmed, I'm stressed, I can't deal with it all, and the easiest thing to do is to rehome the cat cuz you know you can't rehome kids real easily and stuff like that and we probably could but society frowns on that so and you know the shelter is full of those cats literally full Shelters are euthanizing for space every day, and so it is important. It's a matter of life and death, that cat's life and death potentially. That you make the right decision for you and and what you're capable of. And you know, if at the end of the day, if you come to the decision that this isn't the right time for you, and maybe it's better to get a family pet after you've started a family and your family is more settled. Then foster because you can have kittens. Boy, all shelters need fosters. You can have kittens and make them really great kittens with all the things we talked about, exposing them to lots of things so they'll go on to be great cats and can have one litter after the next. You can foster adult cats. Every shelter and animal organization needs fosters. So if this isn't for you, you can still get your kitten fixed. I promise. But, Rebecca, You're clearly a wonderful, intelligent young lady, and I appreciate you reaching out with this question and with such accolades for us. I I hope you found this fun and informative and interesting (laughs) And, uh, and let me know. Let us know. Let our listeners know. Shoot me an email. Let me know what you do and send me pictures either of what you adopt or what you're fostering. Really appreciate you. And anybody else listening, if you have questions like this, um, boy, send them to me because I love to do episodes like this. And you can do that one of two ways. You can either email them to molly at cattalkradio.com or you can go to our website, cattalkradio.com. And on that page, you can actually record a message and have it sent to us. And we'll be playing those on the show be sure to include your name and stuff like that. And uh, we'll be playing those on the show and, and addressing them. So you can you can actually send us a, a voice recording. And while you're on the website, be sure to visit our Behavior Boutique. There's some great products there that help enrich your cat's life. And all the proceeds from that Behavior Boutique go to our nonprofit organization. Everything we do is volunteer-based. We get no salaries or any kind are paid out of Cat Behavior Solutions. So it helps other cats, cats in shelters. It helps fosters. It helps rescue organizations. We do a lot of good work um, on, on behalf of your wonderful donations and product shopping. So I think that's all on this topic. So until next
0: time, keep calm and purr on And pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend.